Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast, hosted by Makiba and Brittany, two former NFL cheerleaders discussing hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and revealing the truth behind the palms. Welcome to the episode called Fighter, but it should be called Circus by Britney Spears because what is happening in the pro dance world is a fucking circus. Everybody knows that I am pretty passionate by now. I hope you do. Hello, this is Passionate Scorpio here, and I've been a little feisty lately, Brittany. I feel like I've been channeling the... Daenerys Targaryen. Tonight is the season finale. I know. That show also kind of went to crap, to be honest, um, off topic. Uh, But Makiva is definitely breaker of chains, mother of dragons. (laughs) She's going to, like, kill everybody with her fire-breathing words. Um, Makiva is so well-spoken, and I just think this podcast wouldn't be nearly anything really oh, it would gosh. be me saying absolutely every five seconds um <laughs> no, but we, we i just balance think, each other you know round of applause for makiba and you just don't have to use i know we just cussed but oh it was hard not to you're not using post. foul language yeah. to get your point across you're very educated and you're explaining how and why these things aren't okay so let's back up what are we talking about makiba what's not okay mm-hmm. oh this has been a rough week so we're going to go like reverse chronological order because at least with what's fresh in my mind of what I've been so hot and bothered about, the Dallas Mavericks have made the decision to terminate their dance team. And we're just going to read to keep ourselves calm the vision of what the new Mavs entertainment team will consist of. All right. This is coming straight from their website. Yes. The squad name is going to be determined later. It's going to be the first of its kind in Dallas because they're going to revolutionize the NBA in-game experience. How are they going to do that? They're going to have talent of all ages and any and all specialties, including but not limited to tumbling, all forms of dance, illusions, which is code word for magicians, stunts, comedy, ventriloquists, dancing animals. Can we get, where's PETA when you need them? Circus, (laughs) circus. They want to have unique digital and technological experiences to bring high-energy entertainment to the full game day experience. What's the actual F? They are basically removing... Which doesn't make sense, okay? You want all this stuff, this extra fluff. You want all this circus craziness in your face. Keep everybody's attention. But you can't keep your dance team. This group of very talented, trained women who are educated, great ambassadors, doing everything out in the community, and you want to add animals? Yeah, and comedians. Okay, let's talk about a, an NBA game, because we're seeing this in our space. The Seattle Seahawks are no making longer. the same decision with the Seattle Seagulls. They're now going to be the Seahawks dancers. I used to do this stuff, so I did go to the PTO website for the U.S. government and saw what they filed a trademark application for, and it's Seahawks dancers. Bye-bye, Seagals. No more Seagals. It's all Seahawks dancers. Anyway, but let's talk about an NBA game where you have 41 home games. And how are they going to put on this circus show in a unique way each home game? Like, how is that not going to get old for the average fan? Like, I don't understand how this is any better in terms of entertainment than what the ladies do with dancing and having different crews. It doesn't make any sense. To me, it's a little bit of an overload. You're there for the game. You know, obviously you love the sport. You're supporting your local community or your, you know, professional sports team. And then there's like some entertainment. I, and I'm not trying to downplay that we should, but we aren't really the focus. We're, We're not. We're not supposed experience. to be. Exactly. And to me, it sounds like it's going way overboard and it's like overstimulus. For sure. And then you see with companies, they put one product out there and they are trying to be successful. They're trying to be innovative. And then they're just like, and then we can do this and do that. And, do, and, and then they, yeah, and then, and then they end up getting way off course. Like, mm-hmm. no, what's your core competence? Like, what's the main thing you should be focused on? Putting the best product out there for the game would be your team. Everything else is ancillary. And it's not really something that you should be just obsessed about this whole fan game day experience of like, if they wanted to go to the circus, then I wouldn't have bought a goddamn basketball game ticket. If I wanted comedy, I would have went to a fucking comedy show. Excuse my French. I'm going to try not to curse this episode. But I just think this idea yeah, that they family need... friendly. I know. Ooh, <laughs> that's another code word. Gender inclusiveness, family friendly. Like these are code words for full of shit. But anyway, this happened with the Mavs. I have been 
going after the leadership of the Mavs organization about this decision just on social media. And and, and she has since removed most of her social media or made it private. Yes, yeah, she has. There's so, no more Instagram for Cynthia Marshall, the CEO of the Dallas Mavs. If you're listening, hi, Cynthia, we'd love to talk to you. And she also made her Twitter private. She has been tagged. Do you think you single-handedly did that or... I won't take credit for that, but I think <laughs> she has to have realized that this has a lot more impacts than we Give us a lowdown on Cynthia. Okay. Because this is what makes it actually more infuriating than if it was anyone else. Exactly. Well, Cynthia is a very accomplished corporate professional. She was the former VP over HR at AT&T, and she okay. was a chief diversity officer as well. Super accomplished woman. She retired. And as a result of the crap that the Dallas Mavs front office got into with the expose by Sports Illustrated, outlining all of their disgusting men that work there and watching porn in the office and harassing women, not promoting women, she walked into that to take over leadership from Mark Cuban. Side note, she used to be a college cheerleader, UC Berkeley. Isn't that interesting? Highly interesting, I would say. Yes, continue. (laughs) Okay, one of us, sort of. But she comes on board, she comes up with this 100-day plan of what she was going to do to clean things up, and it's like, you know, pictures of her with her arms crossed looking no nonsense, and she had this whole game plan of what she was going to do to turn that office around. She had a mantra of, like, all the things that, you know, she believes in and how she would go about doing that, some of which I think she violated the manner in which this decision went down. But as part of that 100-day plan, she did focus on the dancers. She wanted more modest uniforms for the ladies to wear, less sensualized dance routines. And I think she almost threw the gauntlet out saying that they're going to be looking very hard at the entire organization, including the dancers. But I think what she tried to say was that we were going to move these dancers forward as athletes and not just, you know, eye candy. Well, making decisions like this without even having the respect for the women to know who they are, when you're going around in a new organization and introducing yourself to everybody, did you get to know these dancers? Do you know anything about their lives, their background, their education, their jobs, their lives? Did you sit in lives? on a practice to did, see how hard they work? Did you do anything to learn about the organization that you just asked? Did you solicit their input as to what they could do or what ideas that they might have to better the game day entertainment for their fans? Did you have any level of conversation with these women? We don't know. because You're scaring me. I know. (laughs) We don't know, but it's just like I'm extra pissed because these decisions are being made by women in some cases, and you're not doing us any favors. Mm -hmm. Okay, this was the only female dance team for the Mavs because they have a maniacs, which is a bunch of, they call them rotund, but they're basically a bunch of fat guys that I think are dancing, and people like like it or make fun of it. I don't know. It's kind of cringeworthy if you ask me, just the way that they're marketing. Uh Uh-uh. Oh, they're encouraged. Yeah, well, they're encouraged to be part of this new entertainment team. But it's just kind of like, <laughs> what is what's really, really going on? Yeah. And I just think these ladies deserve so much better than that. But we've been pretty active on social media as we? a result of this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm over there heart and stuff and like <laughs> typing something out and then like delete, delete, delete. And then like writing a comment, delete, delete, delete. It's been rough. I just, I, there's just been so much swirling. But this episode is called Fighter because there are some very brave women that came forward to talk about the other team that this happened to this week. The first team, actually, that this happened to. And that's the Sacramento Kings. And we were kind of discussing before we hit record that, you know, we don't really have any problems with the gender inclusiveness that they're trying to adhere to. But I'm really concerned that with following that trend, they're also going to follow the trend of removing dance programs altogether. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going to hear the girls kind of discuss that they have no bad will or thoughts about this new team being formed, but they're not also recruiting properly for success. So it's yeah. just they're basically shooting themselves in the foot. Oh, it's going to backfire big it's, time. Yeah, They don't have to wish bad because they're classy ladies, and I'm not trying to go savage and say that. But I do hope that this poorly researched concept fails because it makes no sense, and it, they didn't have to go about it in the way that they did. So they don't deserve success for that reason. Usually you kind of do some sort of, you know, consumer market research to figure out what an appetite is for change or what people might want to see. And maybe they got some people writing in about, oh, I hate the dancers or whatever. And and if if this is the best that they could do to evaluate that kind of input and feedback from their season ticket holders and not even take into consideration the very group of women that are impacted, I just think it's going to backfire big time. Yeah. This is a whole nother conversation, but I don't get why they're upholding or like expecting so highly of us when they don't even expect that from their players. Thank you. 
why are the players getting to slut around and cheat on Khloe Kardashian? Just like whatever. I know. And it's like, eh, anyways. That is definitely valid. What? Okay. Why? Why we? Like, okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Hold no. the can of worms. But, but why are we the center focus for for cleaning up their entire image? They have enough shit in their own backyard with their with either their players or their front office. Right. Like these women had nothing to do in Dallas with all of the controversy that was going on in their front office, and yet they're suffering as a result of this type of a decision. Because your own employees can't handle themselves around women, basically. Or exactly. What the hell? Like it it's, just doesn't make sense. It's disgusting. What they've done is disgusting, and. And Sacramento Kings are right in the same boat. They're ignoring my request to chit chat on Twitter. But I just think there's got to be some accountability. But they're basically doing gender inclusive hip hop group called 916 Crew. Do people even call themselves crews anymore? Like, what is this? Did we go back to like ABDC or America's Best Dance Crew days? Like, what is what do they want? Do they just want Jabberwockies to be like their new dance team? They want that? Is that what they want? I guess so. But you guys will hear us discuss it here pretty soon. It's like that only can propel you so far. That can get old. Mm -hmm. Um, The girls that you had hired were very diverse. They could do hip hop. They could do jazz. They could do character shows. Like they were just so much more diverse than one genre of hip hop. And yes, yes, there's many different genres. But to me, it still just sounds like a circus. So, you know, do you want breakers? Do you want, you know, just old school hip hop? One of the girls mentions that in the interview. And I just didn't even realize that there is so many genres of hip hop. But all these dancers were very capable of doing that. Absolutely. If given the opportunity, which they were not. They were robbed. But we're going to introduce four amazing women from the Sacramento Kings in this interview. We'll see you on the other side. Well, we just want to start by obviously thanking you guys for trusting us to just tell your stories. I mean, this has been a very disturbing week, and we're not even the ones that are impacted, but we feel it as though we are. And we just really respect the fact that you guys were courageous enough to talk to us. And we have every intention of being very mindful, obviously, of the impact of speaking out and want to just make sure that that's clear, that we want to be fair in presenting you guys in your own voice. I've been pretty loud and vocal. I need to be quiet. <laughs> I need to be muzzled at this point. Um, so we really just want to give you guys the platform to share your story. Just really want to thank you for being willing to talk to us today. Yep. Obviously, Makiva's chatty Kathy, and I'm the... <laughs> I'll just crack a joke here and there. Definitely appreciate you guys speaking out. Um, I couldn't even imagine. It just says a lot about you guys and your bravery to come forward about what is happening We could start with just introducing each of you, and if you could just share your name, how many years you've danced with the Sacramento Kings. Um, We'll start with Mariah. So my name is Mariah Palmeter, and I have danced for three years on the Sacramento Kings dance team now. This is Ariana Hirschfield, and I danced for the Kings for six years. My name is Kelly, and I danced um, for the Sacramento Kings for three years. This is Daphne, and I danced for the Sacramento Kings for four years. Thank you all again for joining us. Let's just start <laughs> with how you guys found out the news. We found out thanks to one of our listeners sharing the information with us, but I can only imagine how you guys found out and what impact that had. Where were you? What were you doing? And how pissed were you? Okay, I can call on people like a professor. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Kelly, how did you find out? So I actually found out prematurely like the rest of us. I was at work and we have a group chat that we have um, between all of us, all 18 of us on the team. And I was super late to the parties, but someone had sent a screenshot of a flyer of a new hip hop crew. And like I said, I was working, busy sending emails, so I didn't really look too much into it until way after the fact when everyone is like, what is this? What is going on? And kind of reacting to it. Mm-hmm. And then we had already received an email about a conference call that was supposed to happen the next morning. And on that conference call, that's when they broke the news to us. Wow. They were basically just, they were getting rid of us. Um, they wanted to move forward in a new direction that they were really excited about and they thanked us for our contributions and that was pretty much it. It was a shocker. Like it was kind of prepared for it because you saw the flyer but at the same time it once it was said that they were getting rid of the Sacramento team dancers along with our classics and Stockton dance team is when it like hit really hard. 
so it wasn't just the King's Dancers. It was the classics, which is what your senior citizen, for lack of a better word, elder. What do we want to call them? <laughs> the senior citizen dance team. Is that right? Yes. Yes. That's oh, my goodness. And what was the other group that you mentioned? So the Stockton King's Dancers was our G League affiliate um, Oh, got you. Okay. That Thank had you. Just, they had their inaugural season this year. So was there any, like, opportunity or verbiage used about, like, don't worry, you guys are welcome to audition for this hip-hop group or anything like that? This is Mariah, and we definitely got the same welcome that the our 80-year-old classics group got as well. And <sighs> all-inclusive, no matter what age. So they were telling the 80-year-old classics to try out for this team as well, and their response was, well, we can probably hit, but we can't hop. So we all got oh. the... So welcome to audition, but it's going to be run through a third party um, studio and not even through the King's organization. Got it. That explains a lot for me, at least personally. Mm -hmm. Again, so sorry. I feel like I'm going to say that the whole episode. That's terrible. Any other reactions that you guys want to share to finding this out? Well, this is Daphne. Kind of taking it back off of being so shocked. I think that the idea was already going around throughout the organization of coming co-ed and we were all really prepared for that Mm -hmm. but just the full extent of it was really what was so heartbreaking to us that yeah we were invited to re-audition but it wasn't like a we were invited we weren't encouraged I would say so I think that that's where the difference kind of is right now interesting and technically are you all still under contract this is Mariah. Mm-hmm. Again, they said on the call that we are contracted until June 30th, but that we won't be having any more appearances. They won't be scheduling us on anymore. And basically, so we asked the question, our coach, you just fired our coach and our payroll, like, how is that going to work? If I had a, an appearance the next day at 7 a.m. an hour away, so do I still go? Am I going to be paid for my time? Is that now community service? And they said, if you don't want to do them, you don't have to do them. And Basically, we're not going to be scheduling any more appearances throughout your contract. I just got goosebumps because many of you have danced for many, many years on this team. And then for them to all of a sudden be like, now you're not ambassadors even for the community. Um, you're not going to get paid. And, and it's not like that's why we do it. But to me, that's making the whole organization look bad even to the community because now you didn't show up for that event because, you know, basically they don't really care, it seems like. On the phone call, also one of our classics was like, I understand you getting rid of the classics. We dance at only a few games, but really the dance team is your ambassadors of your company and they do so much. And she basically came back with like, well, every employee within our organization is an ambassador and we all do community work. So we're excited for the directional change here. Wow. So it was a conference phone call that people got or? Yes. Well, thanks for, you know, pushing down the PTSD probably for doing this conference call Oh, my God, seriously. (laughs) Goodness. It's somewhat encouraging to at least hear that there was support for you guys with the other dance team, at least expressing that you guys have been, how many years of the program for the Kings Dancers? It's been, what, over 20 years? Is that what I saw? Over 30. Over 30 years. 1985, yeah. So I'm trying to um, not be the chick from Game of Thrones and just dragon torch this <laughs> mic, but I just, it, it's just such a slap in the face because rebranding and changing direction is one thing, but there is a tactful and respectful way to show appreciation and gratitude for that long of a tradition. We saw this happen obviously last year with the San Antonio Spurs dancers. And it was also just as distastefully done. I mean, we don't have like an inside scoop on how that came down, but it's so disrespectful. I mean, we're talking through it because we wanted to make sure that it's very clear what the impact is for making a decision like this. Out of all of you guys, is there anybody that moved to the Sacramento area for this job to dance? This is Kelly, and yes, I did. Um, I'm originally from Los Angeles. And you have a full-time job in addition to this role as well, right? That's correct. I do. I work at a high school out here, and I also coach at that high school. Wow. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, you guys are not allowed to basically audition for any other team until after June 30th, and it's kind of like, well, there's not going to be any auditions past that possibly, or my options are going to be rather slim. Is that the correct assumption? Yes, this is Kelly. That's true. So, I mean, through your contract, you're still 
under that organization. So you can't just go and hop over to NFL without, um, you know, or either terminating and, and resigning from your position. Mm-hmm. Um, and the timeline of when we found out was Niners had already had their auditions. Um, I think it was a day before or you know, the finals for Raiderettes, so Raiderettes had already had their um, their first couple of rounds, preliminary yeah. round. So, and that leaves with us being in Northern California, that only leaves the Warriors, and who are obviously in playoffs right now and don't have anything released. So, is that well, it depends on the individual. Are you willing to make that commute? You know, make those adjustments to your life this short notice. For me personally, that's not an option that I have. So, I'm just kind of out of a dance opportunity for right now, unless I decide to just go ahead and pick up and move again. Wow. What about the rest of you? This is Daphne. I didn't move here for this, but I have stayed in the Sacramento area longer and maybe sacrificed other job opportunities for this. So, in one regard, I mean, I already wasn't planning on re-auditioning this next season, so this doesn't have that direct impact on me. But I do know the sacrifices that we've all made for this and to kind of have it be taken away is just heartbreaking. Well, like me and Makiba have talked about just, and you kind of already mentioned this, Makiba, but the just the history and the tradition and basically now you guys have artifacts of a team that is no longer kind of along those lines. Are you guys going to be able to, like, keep your uniforms or anything like that? Like, yeah, that program doesn't exist anymore. Keep the stuff. I'd be keeping every damn thing, but that's just me being. <laughs> <laughs> we, we honestly didn't have a lot of directive on this. They fired our coach, and they didn't include her on the email. So we have. There's not much that Jen can tell us now. She's not an employee of there. And then on the phone call, we got a good, your position is no longer. That's about it. There's over 40 people on the conference call being fired and uh, we got a probably 10 questions total that we can ask so in that time we're not worried about can we keep the uniforms and that's the least of our mind we're worried about what are the logistics of the new team what are everything else was kind of going through our head so we have no idea about logistics of anything else basically got it and has there been any communication from the team since then none no no none nothing and (laughs) Who, and not necessarily who, because I've been attacking people on Twitter uh, and tagging people. So I actually, um, there was a John, somebody that was mentioned in the press release. So I actually reached out to him on Twitter and he has not responded. But I was just curious at what level, was it a VP? Was it a director? Like who made the announcement to you guys? This is Ariana. So leading the call was the head of the HR department for the King. So she was there to answer our questions or try to Mm -hmm. and president of entertainment was the one who pulled us officially on the phone okay duly noted i think what we're struggling with i mean obviously we thankfully we have this platform with the podcast to sound off and say things that people probably can't say shouldn't say i don't know but it really really drives me crazy that there's just this attitude of we can do this and without any ramifications Maybe we anticipate some backlash, but basically we're just going to have 18 upset or 40, I guess, since it's all of the dancers, and we're just going to let it blow over and put out this hype squad crew crap, and everybody's just going to get over it and move on. Like, there's just no thought to getting input from you all ahead of time, giving you a heads up ahead of time that this is the direction that they were thinking of going so that you can adequately prepare towards the end of your contract. Just shameful. That's the only word I can think of is just didn't have to be done in that way. We see corporations reorg all the time. They can change directions, terminate a whole department, start a new department that's doing something very similar and just call it something else. This happens, but I would have expected better. And just based on the hypocrisy of all the scandal that happened in the NBA towards the end of the year last year that we covered on the podcast, every team that seemed to have a response, it was all canned that said, You know, we value our dancers as ambassadors in our community. And, you know, they all had the same canned message that it's just so hypocritical because if you guys were actually respected as such, then they wouldn't have handled it in this manner. I said I wasn't going to be preaching, but I'm sorry (laughs) if anybody can jump in. But it's just it's listening to how you guys were informed and the level of information that you got and firing the coach. I mean, it's just really, really disrespectful. Ariana, what I think that is interesting and crazy and even uh, how I've been seeing uh, people's reactions on social media is I just don't understand like they are emphasizing and stressing that 
we need gender inclusivity and all of that, which one, we have never not been gender inclusive. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've had boys try out for the team. We never have marketed our auditions fully for females. It's never been, you know, any discrimination towards men. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they get rid of us completely instead of even allowing us to just go go on with our and have men and then they are saying that based on looking around the league uh, they feel that hip-hop is the genre of dance that appeals to fans the most but then that makes you say why didn't you just tell us to only do hip-hop I just feel like all of their reasonings, it doesn't make sense. There was no need for us to be gotten rid of completely. No. It just, it doesn't add up. No, it doesn't. thousand percent agree. I was just thinking that. If you wanted more... It could have been been so easy for us to just add boys and do hip-hop. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, you were already called the Sacramento (laughs) Kings dancers. It's not like you were the Sacramento Kings chicks or, or, you know, like something girls or something like that where you have to do a whole rebranding. Didn't they just kind of cater or like reach out to more of the males in the community or put it out there? Hey, we want to make our team more co-ed. It's always had that opportunity, but we're really seeking it now. Also, this year, we tried to be as inclusive as we possibly could. We danced with our breaker group that is an all-guy group. We worked our bus off to add inclusivity in all directions. We hired Oscar Hernandez to come in and dance with us as well as another male dancer. Mm -hmm. Inclusivity also goes to disabilities. We danced with the Rolettes from LA. We flew them in because it's not only gender that you want to come across. We danced with women in wheelchairs. We did literally everything we could. They complained about the colors we wore. We stopped wearing white because for some reason you don't like white. So anything that they asked us to change, we changed. So it's kind of disheartening that we didn't have the option. We didn't have the voice to add in that we were willing to change. We have guys that we were mentoring in the off season that are also very sad right now that they can't try out now for this team. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they're hiding behind this whole gender inclusivity. I feel like that is the reason they're putting out there, but that's not the real reason. No, I think the real reason is they just don't want to have that liability on them anymore and not yeah. having a third party. But it's just it's insulting to say that that's the reason why because that doesn't add up as we were saying right and like you said with them outsourcing the responsibility of running the team to this studio i mean essentially they are trying to move arm's length away from you know any liability i don't know I, i don't know if there were issues with the kings i mean we saw and we covered a lot of the issues that came up when the nba with teams that or the yahoo article that came out and i don't believe the kings were named in that but i'm sure no. just like what we saw in the nfl no, yeah and what we saw in the nfl was just that even if the teams weren't in the news they probably did a lot to look at their own shop to see how they were running their programs and what adjustments if any that they should make but we saw this with some teams in the nfl that decided to either do away with their team altogether like the buffalo bills when the women raised issues with pay and treatment and then trying to have I think they were already outsourced but it's just they want to distance themselves from a liability perspective it's definitely an excuse the funny thing is somebody even asked on the conference call is the liability is this one is this the reason that this is happening and they said oh no that has nothing to do with it I think they're hiding behind the real reason. Um, Akiba brought up a point to me off air that, you know, they're always trying to be more family friendly and all this stuff. And Makiba brought up an amazing point or someone else commented on it. And she told me a parent was like, well, why, if you want it more family friendly, why don't you cut down on the alcohol consumption and serving? It's yep. almost like they're hiding. Mm-hmm. They're using mm-hmm. the dancers as an excuse and blaming and saying that, oh, like they're too beautiful. They're too sexy. They're too this and that. It's inappropriate for families but you have people getting slammed at the games and thrown up in the bathroom exactly <laughs> like I did one game <laughs> so this is where I'm speaking again and I'm a mom I have a six-year-old and that watches me practice every single night she watches me bust my butt I tried out for the team three years before I made it she has seen me struggle to get to where I was and she saw how much work it took for me to rise above and be in the position that I was And so it's crazy to me that they say that. And there's so many internet trolls right now going crazy, comparing this to segregation of whites and blacks and all of this stuff where 
I am so proud to have been where I was and to not have been just a pretty face. People think that we are. Like, talk to us. We've never had a conversation with our CEO. We've never had a conversation with anyone. You don't know anything about all of my degrees that I hold, how many hours I put into your community and smile and brave a face for your community. Mm -hmm. And I'm damn proud of what I've done through this organization for children. And I think that we are all amazing role models for every single soul watching us, Mm -hmm. boy or girl or teenager or adult, no matter what, we have done an amazing job. And I don't think that anybody on this team got the credit that they did. And I'm proud that my daughter has somebody like this to look up to. And I hope the new team, gender inclusive or not, is held to the same exact standard. Wow, we can just stop the interview right, right now. There. Mic drop. I'm serious. <laughs> no, Mic drop. Definitely. I mean, gosh, there, you just said so many powerful things. And that's why we are just so upset because of that lack of respect. I mean, we felt that even while we were on the Seahawks dance team. Well, it's happening to us too, guys. The Seattle Sea Gals are no more. We have now the Seahawks dancers. They filed a trademark application May 2nd for a rebranded team. They just held hip hop auditions yesterday. And our tradition of over 40 years is now gone. So great. But where was I going with this? Uh, (laughs) It's just so damning because I think we felt while we were on the team that they didn't even necessarily know who comprised the team. Like you said, they don't look at our bios and know, oh, hey, we have a JD MBA on the team or we have people with different career paths. If only they knew, and their total lack of respect for all the hard work that goes into it, because if you think that we're replaceable, being an advanced hip-hop dancer doesn't make you a professional dancer necessarily that can serve all these different roles. I'd love to see how this works out. Did they even describe this stupid vision to you guys in this conference call? <laughs> I mean, this is Daphne. I don't think that they understand. Sacramento is a very small market, and like we said earlier, they could have worked with us. If they had wanted you know, more hip-hop focus, they should have talked to us. Like, we're going to know the dance market up here before they anybody do. else. Right. So you should have talked to the people who are actually in classes, who are actually trying to better their craft can't watch you know, a team from a different city and say, oh, what they do is really cool because they have a completely different market to choose from. So yep. I think it'll probably be pretty elementary type of thing that they're going to be performing. I could not agree more. I mean, it's going to get old fast. Like you said, how much hip hop can you spit out? What do you guys think about this hip hop phenomenon? It sucks. No. (laughs) (laughs) This is Kelly. I mean, I think that there's a lot that you can do with hip hop. I personally am more in favor of the hip hop style. Like, that's just my personal comfort zone. So I think it can be entertaining. But also with that, like, there's a lot of different levels to hip hop. Like, you have that elementary, more old school type of vibe hip hop. And you have the super intricate hip hop, the pop in and locking, like, Mm-hmm. We don't know what this new crew is at all that they're forming or what to what extent of hip-hop dancers that they're looking for. Are you looking for hip-hop tricks? We don't know what it is. Is it more of the Usher style? Michael Jackson? Who knows? We don't know. They didn't tell us. I think there's a lot you can do with hip-hop. The idea of it does have an opportunity to be something exciting, and it may be something that could have been a great addition to the game day experience. However, I think the main thing is just like how they went about it and and how classless the route was to make this happen was Mm -hmm. when it didn't have to be that way. And it still could have gotten your hip hop. You still could have gotten your gender inclusive message across that you want to brand and put out there. All of that could have been possible in a much classier way. For sure. Daphne. And they could have utilized the women that were on the team because we're already trained. We're trained to be in the community. We're trained to be representative. So now you're going to start from scratch. So it would have been nice mm-hmm. to have that respect make us want to make that transition with them. So that way right. we could have brought in so many more people. But now you don't have any, I don't know, I can't be everybody on the team. But if a lot of them are not willing to try out for this new one, that kind of says a lot about the direction. And I feel like that's going to put a bad taste in a lot of dancers now. Agreed. And nothing would be more powerful. I'm sorry, Brittany, you were going to say something. Um, So I'll shut up. <laughs> I'll try to shut up. Well, no, I just agree that you guys could have been an amazing resource. And maybe we're veering off topic here. But do you know anything about the auditions? Like when they're holding them? I wonder what they're going to do if nobody shows up. That's what I was secretly hoping for. I asked, I asked that question and they said, oh, we're very confident. We'll have a good turnout. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
when is auditions? Because I'm gonna go like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have pink and black posters picketing yes. outside of the audition. Gosh, dang it! They said that they're gonna be mid June, but as far as how these auditions are going to be run, like the the process, who's judging, who's picking, who's choreographing, they don't know any of that, and they're supposed to be in a month. Right. Yeah, good luck with that. Then again, we also, they say they don't know these things, and they also said that about our team and how things are going, and we don't know if we're just adding guys to, but you had to have known for however long. I'm sure we just don't know. They do. They probably They know. know, yeah. The lawyer in me gets really fired up because I just think, because you guys were under contract and the timing of them knowing about this decision and kind of knowing the industry and the impact that having some notice of this coming up would have allowed you guys to pursue other opportunities. I don't know how long it's been since the Kings regular season ended, but that would have been ample time for you to at least get hit the ground running, whether you're represented by an agency or whatever, to audition, consider, you know, moves or things that may, you know you need well, to yeah. make to continue your dance career. And at first I was thinking, well, maybe they're pushing them in this corner where they're going to keep them and retain that talent because if you guys really just want to dance that damn bad, then you'll put up with the bullshit and, and show up at this audition. And I was like, well, are they trying to back them into that corner? At least thinking some of them have to come back. No, but, they cut the program and left you guys high and dry. Really? And wh- how would you guys describe the dance community in Sacramento? I mean, I wish there was just some level of unity because dancers in general... You know, it's a tough industry. I mean, for someone, they might think, hey, this is my chance. I'm going to shoot my shot. Now they got rid of the dancers and maybe I can actually live out my dream. But I just wish there would be some solidarity so that nobody shows up to these auditions because of how much of a slap in the face it actually is. Yeah, see, I don't. This is Mariah. And I personally feel like the dance community is more upset with us and not understanding like why we wouldn't try out for this team and even we have seven rookies this year that there's no loyalty ties yet you're kind of new and you're just really here to dance and everything else kind of comes on as the years go on but there's so many people on like I said those internet trolls right now that are saying well why aren't you just trying out for this team like it's the same exact opportunity I don't understand why you wouldn't just do this that's not the problem. If I wanted to just dance and not care, I would go volunteer my time and just take class. It's the values and the morals and wanting to be heard, wanting my voice to be heard, wanting to be appreciated and wanting to be respected that I'm not going to put my dancing ability out there just because and miss all of these other characteristics that I deserve as a human being. Exactly. Yeah, because your talent has value. Once you're on the team for a few years, like that'd be crazy. It would feel like going backwards, I think, at this point. Right. And I do sincerely hope that they at least get some people that maybe were on the team before, like some of our new girls that try out. So for us, who know how it used to be. And even throughout the season, we were talking about how, wow, they don't really use us for anything anymore. And it was like slowly, I mean, in hindsight, I could see it coming because mm, right. they were not utilizing us the way they used to in previous years. So, And what do you mean in terms of promos? Now, it would be hard. Yeah, in terms of just us being, you know, really some of the faces of the organization. Like they didn't use us for any promos really. We used to have, you know, random little photo shoots or just fun things throughout. We just, I mean, we didn't have anything. We didn't even get photo cards or a poster or anything until, like, the last two weeks where the season ended. So hmm. it was just we were so undervalued by that point. Yeah. And we tried. Kelly was in charge of social media, and she was putting out ideas, asking for us to be able to do more things and try this and try that, and every single thing was being shot down. Like, Kelly definitely tried. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, this is Kelly. I tried really hard. There was even um, <laughs> now, like Daphne saying, like thinking back in hindsight, you can almost see it coming. I had tried to put together a photo shoot where we were using items from our team store just to kind of promote. I thought it'd be something that would be super fun for us to do. That's my, you know, nothing to do with dancing, just kind of fun, get together, take some photos, and then we're promoting merchandise. Right for the organization at the same time. Awesome. I sent it over to the head of the social media and, you know, never got a response. And then they put up photos of some new gear of people that aren't us. And it's like, okay. Wow. I'm trying to, you know, work with people and put us out there and and get all these cool ideas. And you're constantly being told no, where we're going to do it, but then it never happens. And just like, okay, well. Or they just used your great idea. 
Was there any right. change of leadership within the Kings organization? I mean, I think for the Seahawks, we're seeing, you know, with the passing of our owner, Paul Allen, the new leadership as a result of his passing away. But sometimes that kind of shakeup might happen as a change of guard, so to speak. Is there anything about the Kings front office in terms of personnel that may explain where all this idea would be coming from? We got a new owner, but that was like four years ago. Okay. So there hasn't been anything as far as, you know, upper management, someone being new coming in. That hasn't happened in a while. So these are all the same people that have been around Mm -hmm. um, for the past couple of years. I don't think that that has anything to do with it just because they've been where they are for a few years now. This would have happened as soon as we got new owners, and it didn't. So I just feel like they are trying to base their decision off of what other teams are doing, which is fine because, you know, we're all in the same league. You don't want to be too far to the extreme. But they sent somebody to Atlanta to look at their dancers and, like, use that to compare to make this decision. Look at your target audience. Yeah, it's not the same. Atlanta, Georgia, and we are in Sacramento. Like, that is so different. Right. And what works in one market is not necessarily going to work in the other. Right. Could not agree more. I mean, what someone was describing of the whole, like, greet you and hype you up phenomenon. I don't think that would ever land well in Seattle. No. <laughs> no, not in the least bit. But it should have, like, give out a flannel night or something. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> what we would have here. But, you know, whoever's making this pitch that obviously is taking off all over the NBA and NFL of changing up game day entertainment and doing it in this manner that's hip-hop focused and hype crew focused, it's such an unoriginal idea anyway, but I just feel like it's going to land very very, very flat. Somebody on Twitter had mentioned with the San Antonio Spurs getting rid of their team last year and having a hype crew instead. It's just crickets in the audience. At least this is what this person said. They may have been biased, but... It's a no for them, Somebody It's a no, yeah. addressing the same thing about the Spurs and how they hope that this doesn't go the same way as theirs. You guys have seen the social media trolls and like the the pulse out there. I tried to look at it from different angles. The Mavs CEO mentioned that she wants everybody to feel comfortable when they come to the games. And if somebody has a 10-year-old child, she doesn't want the mother to have to cover their eyes. And we know what it's like when we're kind of like the unappreciated, unsung hero. Nobody's probably going to write in and say what an amazing job that we did performing at their kid's school. And their kid talked about it all the time. And they really look up to us. We're not going to hear the positive feedback. They're not necessarily going to write in with that. We're hearing that directly. And only the people who are so upset or pissed about something, probably irrationally, those are the people that are going to write in to complain. But it's just such an unbalanced view of what we bring to the table. Like you were just saying about like the community and not ever getting the praise, like that's the kind of the most upsetting part too is that I do. Like I had a sponsor of our organization, someone from Sierra, Nevada, who wrote me a letter and thanked me for how I changed his daughter's life. And now they have to let her know that there's an actual basketball team a part of this and sent me one of their sponsored sweatshirts and so we were getting the praise from, from the community and just not from our own organization. Mm. That's what's the most sad. I can volunteer my time with the Make-A-Wish and you guys can make a video of it. But underneath it, you really just want the light. And I'm, I'm here for the soul and for the actual impact that it's making on the humans. And other people are seeing that, but not within our own organization. You guys do have support, whether it's just all of us supporting each other. You're not alone, and unfortunately, there's another team that's going through the same exact thing. But we're seeing that there's just a movement of us as dancers wanting to have each other's back and do something about it, draw attention to it, be upset. There's things that we can do, and I, I'm trying to feel encouraged while I'm also getting really hot about everything that you're saying. This is Mariah again. Like one of my last statements, I just want to say that we don't wish bad on the new team coming along. We hope that the fans are entertained. Like, even with us leaving, we had the best fans in the NBA, the most loyal fans in the NBA, and we wish nothing bad on this organization and nothing bad on this team. We just hope that maybe the next team coming along, I guess, since we are gone, will be more respected as employees or within this community. Like, we hope that they will get something more than we didn't get. That just makes you even more amazing. Yeah, and classy. Right. I mean, I've been seeing these posts from the 
your team as well as the Mavericks dance team of everybody's kind of like sign off for the season or announcing the retirement or that they won't be coming back to the new teams that are forming. I know you're probably still sorting through what's next, but do you want to speak to kind of your frame of mind as to what you will be doing next to continue your dance career? This is Kelly. Um, I think for me right now, I'm not ready to be done dancing. So as far as what exactly the future holds or what the exact plan is, still unsure about all that. But I know for myself that I'll dance again. Mm-hmm. And Daphne, you said that you weren't planning on coming back. Are you looking at doing other things? So I honestly was in the best position selfishly because I had already kind of been in my retirement mode. So I feel like I'm done dancing for now in like that aspect. I mean, maybe I'll get the itch a little bit later and want to teach or something. But I think this after this happened, my main focus, I just don't want anybody to think that this is not, this shouldn't be their dream. And I feel like we're almost getting treated as if this goal of ours wasn't good enough and that it wasn't an accomplishment. And I feel like if I meet a kid male or female, and they want to do this, I want them to know that this is a great accomplishment. It was really a dream job. And I don't want them to take that idea away. And that's what's at stake. And that's why, gosh, like, when I wrote that long behind post, that's what was really eating at me is because I know we all know that starry eyed look in kids eyes when they meet us. The biggest danger is that you're crushing that hope or dream or desire to do something like what we've done. I mean, because we're kind of like little superheroes out there in the community, I feel like, when people do hold what we do in high esteem. And it is a goal that's worthy of having as a dancer in our space. This is the upper echelon of what you can do. And to remove that and have it be like, well, if you really want to dance pro, you know, you're, you're going to be part of a circus of hip hop or something. I mean, it's just so limiting. And I don't, I, I'm with you, Daphne. I don't want people to take, have that take away that your dream is not worthy of having and for everybody who's been busting their ass hoping to audition to be on the king's dancers next year or this season coming like you're just ripping people's hearts out a little bit here no one would ever do that with any other sport no one would ever crush someone's dream for they want to be a baseball player or a basketball player or anything like that no one really has real critical opinions about that when people want to do that so it just it's only I don't know if it's the outfit. I don't know that everybody's attractive. It's just, it's very imbalanced. It's really sad as a coach because, at least for me, you're a role model to the kids that you coach. And I worked so hard to get to where I was. And for me, that being the top, you know, I had the opportunity to do the high school game day. Then I did the college game day. And then I was like, okay, let's go for pros. And then you have the chance to do that. And it's like those kids who are following behind me and they're like, I want to keep doing what I love. I want to keep training. I want to be a good person because I'm teaching them. It's more than just the sport. It's more than being able to do this many turns. It's more than, you know, who can kick their legs the highest. Can you speak to the community? Can you hold an intellectual conversation with someone? Can you give back? Can you look at the bigger picture and, and be able to give and realize something bigger than yourself? Mm-hmm. And so for them to, you know, push them through those steps, and then it's like they see right before their eyes something that was just so easily snatched from underneath me. And it's like for me as a coach, that hurts. And it's like to see that, you know, kids aren't going to be able to say, oh, I want to do this. But, and I just had a senior t- two days before they told us they were canceling the team, a senior who attends the high school that I work at had emailed me and asked me about our tryouts and asked me what was the process and what she should be doing to train. And it's something that she's been looking forward to, you know, and she's happy she's finally graduating and she'll be 18 and she can do it. And I sent her back this long email, not thinking anything of, you know, what our fate was going to be. And then boom, that's snatched away. And it's like, you know, to see her and be like, I'm, I'm sorry, but there's not going to be that same opportunity. You can go for the hip hop, but letting you know what you were hoping for, what you had been looking forward to and and dreaming about, that's not going to be an option for you. That scenario right there is what these executives making these decisions 
have to address. Like they, they have to be held accountable to their broader community because this is their future fan base as well. So they're future consumers. So you completely shut that down. Know your audience and who you're talking to because it's a lot broader than the women of your dance team and the seniors on the other dance team. It's bigger than that. And for none of that to be taken into consideration is just so utterly irresponsible. And it, that's the part that actually I think makes my blood boil more than anything is just because it has that impact. And that is just going to have a ripple effect as we keep seeing this happen with other teams. I was talking to a friend of mine, and she just made the point that why are these front offices so all of a sudden preoccupied with gender inclusiveness and gender equality when their own leagues are not co-ed? Like, cut the shit, really. Like, I mean, we have the WNBA. There's all kinds of gender inequality issues there. You have the LFL where these women are badass football players and they're playing in freaking lingerie just to have an opportunity to do what they love and to show that they are skilled at football. This hypocritical, gender-inclusive spiel is just so full of shit because if they really were about that, then they would be looking at every goddamn team that they manage as an organization and really start asking those questions to push that. Why are you focusing on the pro dance and cheerleading teams? I don't freaking get it. I I think that they knew that we wouldn't, or I think they thought that we wouldn't really tie and stand up or do anything. It was just such a market that, I mean, I think that they really didn't expect us to really have this response, but they didn't care. Mm-hmm. But that's why I think it's so nice to have a platform like this to get our message out there and for people to hear who we really are. And we're not just what, you know, is on our culture, what you see performing. We're, we just have so much more to us than that. And so I think it's important for everybody to see that and see that we are educated, well-rounded women. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's so important, the platform that you all provide, and I think I can speak for all of us that we're really thankful for it and to be able to get our side of the story out and be heard because as dancers in the league, we don't have a union. We right. don't have anyone backing us up and, you know, sitting at the table really fighting for us and, and anything can be able to stand up for us. And, and when you look at it in realistically we were at will employees at any point they did have the right to make whatever decision that they wanted to make correct um with our team but it's important to know the full story and it's important to know how we feel and and how this impacts not only us but it's going to impact the community and the organization and and again just be able to get our side of the story out so it's i think it's really important what you all have here and can definitely greatly appreciate it Oh, my gosh. We appreciate your guys' openness to be on it. Maybe you guys didn't even know who we were until (laughs) the other day when Makiba was blasting off my Instagram and I'm over there clapping like, yes, you know. Yeah, I mean, for us, it's like we know the code of silence. I mean, we talked about it in our first season. I think it was like our hardest episode. It was the shut up and dance episode because being on a pro team, you know, there was always this sense of keep your mouth shut. You know, you smile and bear it. The crap that you go through, you're always thinking of being an ambassador for the organization, first and foremost, over being an advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. If you care about your position on the team, you really aren't going to be speaking up and being a little activist. You'll find yourself off the team or not dancing. We really just wanted this platform to at least be able to provide that voice and space for people to say what we all feel, but we know we can't say. And, so, and it's a privilege and honor for us to provide that. And we just, again, to Brittany's point, thank you for being willing to participate because we saw like the wave of women that did come forward and suing some NFL teams. And unfortunately for them, I think they probably didn't really receive an overwhelming amount of support from, you know, our community. But we knew that something was kind of brewing, like the way that people were reacting to the Me Too movement as though it has anything to do with us or how we dress or dance. But we were kind of worried that this was going to be something that we'd have to deal with. We are on the mission to figure out what we can do next, because it's not just a, you know, a talk show where we're spouting off. I mean, I think there's a way that we can organize and we have people reaching out to us wanting to figure out how they can be involved and whether it's a union or just a coalition of women that are willing to step forward and be part of a working team to figure out how we can mobilize and what we can do to protest what's happening. That's what we're just trying to take this conversation that next level, blasting the hell out of it so that people can hear these voices and hopefully everybody will do the same in sharing it and then following up with a game plan because I just don't think it stops here. They're all gone, Makiba. <laughs> Maybe it does stop here. <laughs> I just think you guys have way more. Maybe you do realize, but I think you guys have so much support behind you. Just know that. And um, I think maybe you don't even see 
a fraction of it, but so many people are outraged and upset. I just, I'm so sorry you're going through this, honestly. Thank you. We appreciate everything. Well, we're going to mobilize everybody who is voicing support so that they know how to get behind whatever wave that we're about to, it's going to be a little tsunami up in here. Because I just think that there's, there's a proactive way, there's a, a tactful way. I'm not trying to act like I'm president of whatever in terms of being a single voice, but it's just really amplifying the voices of everyone and putting that pressure on because this is a joke, the manner in which this has all taken place. There has to be some accountability. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. And I would love to end on a more positive note, but damn it, we just really thank you guys for spending your afternoon with us. We respect you, ladies. We admire what you're doing. We hear your voices. We applaud you. And we just really thank you for sharing. Thank you. We think that because this is such a serious topic, we're going to kind of ex-nay the locker talk this episode just because there's nothing funny about this. No. It's highly emotional and frustrating Mm -hmm. episode i mean we covered a lot of stuff in season one and i think back of how feisty we were getting back then Um, this by far just takes the cake in terms of just outrage and everybody hears it these women are amazing and have done so much and sacrificed so much and worked so hard to get where they are at the pinnacle of their careers and they don't deserve to be in the position that they're in glad that we were able to provide a platform Mm -hmm. but the only positive note that's coming out of this, Brittany, is like what we're seeing on social media. So our listeners, everybody that's been supporting these women, mentioning Pro Cheerleading Podcast and your story so that we can kind of at least show that there is a growing movement of people who care and who support these women. That's the real silver lining in this whole situation. Yeah, there's been a few ignorant trolls for sure, but I'm actually shocked at how many more supporters there are than people trolling you know and I think it really helps bring attention we met all these girls you could say met but we got in contact with them through Instagram through social media Mm -hmm. through them tagging us and so it's just really important for you guys if you have anything to say to tag us because we're definitely up for a conversation about whatever you need to get off your chest for sure I mean we have Obviously, King's Dancers, if there are Mavs dancers that want to get their story out as well, we're here for you and uh, would love to be a platform for you to be able to speak about your experience. Again, to everybody who's just been supporting these women and willing to figure out what we can do, we hear you, we see you. It's a work in progress, but we're hoping to take the information, blast it out everywhere that we can. It's not so much about our podcast and getting people to listen to it, whether it's a soundbite or whatever we have to do to get chunks of this information or these women's stories out into the public. If you can help with that as well, that's what we're really trying to do is to draw attention to these voices so that the management can actually hear that there is beyond backlash. It should be a stain on this cute little press release that they put out here of this new direction. It just shouldn't go unheard, period. So we hear you and we appreciate your support. And I think a great way to end it is to read what that Mavs cheerleader, I think she tagged us in. I'm not going to cry, but honestly, her last sentence is like, because we're, kill seeing, you guys. because we're seeing it too. Yeah. The Seagulls program is over. Mm-hmm. And you're so right. Let's get into it. This is from Riley Cortland from the Dallas Mavs Dancers. This has been my dream since I was a little girl. I was born and raised in Dallas and looked up to the Dallas Mavericks Dancers as long as I can remember as a group of strong, confident, talented, dedicated, and compassionate women. It's something that I've trained my whole life for and it was ripped right out from under me in a blink of an eye. My team and I, along with the alumni before us, poured our hearts into this team, our organization, and our community. We endured the changes and challenges this year full of grace because all we wanted to do was dance. It was never about the uniforms. It certainly was not about pay. We're at the epitome of our craft and work an additional full-time job. We did it because we wanted to live out our dreams. We loved dancing at the highest level for the greatest fans in the NBA. We love that we were making an impact in our community and the youth. We loved the sisterhood. Now, the only female Mavs entertainment group, there are three male groups, is being replaced and taking the blow from mistakes that were made in the workplace by a group of men, a scandal that we have zero ties to. I'm sharing this in hopes to spread light on the situation and to stand up against something that I believe is wrong on several accounts. I'm infuriated, but mostly heartbroken. 
The Sacramento Kings dancer said it best. Thank you for the opportunity to love so hard that it hurts so much to say goodbye. Oh, fuck. I am about to cry. <laughs> um, we hear you, ladies. This, is, this has been all of our dream to dance and to dance at this level. It's a huge accomplishment, and you just deserve better than that. And we have to fight. Everybody thinks we don't have a voice. That's why we started this podcast, because we do. We do have something to say. We do have something to fight for. We do have something to stand up for. And it's our profession. We're the only group of women that can relate to everything that we go through, everything that we experience, everything that we sacrifice, all the hours, all the time, and the passion for just everything that we do. It's not just dance. It's just being a good human being. It's being out there and connecting with people. And we just want you to feel supported because we understand and can relate. And we're heartbroken too, but we're damn sure going to pick up the pieces and figure out how to fight. So stay tuned, everybody. Please follow us on our social media. I'm out there on Twitter starting shit per use. The Twitter handle is at Pro Cheer Podcast. And our Instagram is Pro Cheerleading Podcast. And we have a Facebook page that we are not really operating at the moment, but we know that that is a way that things go viral. So we want to start to get that information out on the Facebook page as well. So you can like our page and share our share. recent posts. Yeah, post away. We wish we had a nifty little hashtag to make that go viral as well. But until next time. Until next time. Let's Keep see. your eyes on the sky. <laughs> I still don't know our fucking thing. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> okay. Until next time. Keep, Keep your, your eyes, eyes on the sidelines. sidelines.